there are different themes that our mind tends to latch onto that distract us from what our truth actually is. What I teach is human design at its core, which has nothing to do with outcome. All it's about is connecting to your own discernment. And that's the hypothesis of the experiment that if you follow your strategy and authority, even if it's terrifying, even if it takes so much courage, even if it upsets the people who are close to you, ultimately that's what's going to align you with the life that is most correct for you, bring you your signature and feel the truth of it in your body. You're listening to the Everyday as a Breakthrough podcast. I'm your host, Jaden Hummel. I'm here to invite you into living your most alive and aligned life possible. On this podcast, I'll be holding the mirror for your deepest truths and desires and giving you the permission and the power to not only follow your dreams, but to walk with firm trust in all of who you are and everything that you do. So if you're somebody who's here to live out your life's purpose, and you're the kind of person who gets after it, no matter what, this show is for you, and I hope that you get the absolute most out of listening. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. Um, Today, I have a really incredible friend of mine, Bree, on the podcast, who is a human design specialist who offers one-on-one readings, coaching, and group experiences. She's also an artist and a yoga teacher. And we actually went through your first, my only yoga teacher training together, which is really fun. So welcome, Bree. I'm super pumped to do this conversation with you. (laughs) I'm so excited to be here. Amazing. Um, And just to lay the land, I'm in LA and you are in Costa Rica. Yes. (laughs) Cool. I always love to just start these with how we met and which is really funny because we met in Vermont, actually in a yoga teacher training and then reconnected. We weren't like super tight or anything like that. We didn't like connect super hard in the yoga teacher training, but we connected when we were both living in LA, probably like a year and a half or two years ago now. And now you're in Costa Rica and I'm still here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I remember in yoga teacher training, I definitely thought you were cool, but we never really, yeah, we didn't interact that much. And then um, I saw that you were in LA and it seemed like we were on very similar wavelengths and the connection just unfolded pretty naturally. Yeah. It's funny. And just for people listening to our yoga teacher training, I think there were 40 people in it. And it was over the course of six months, but with 40 people, I feel like, yeah, like for no reason, um, besides the fact that there were just a lot of people and a lot of things going on. And I remember when we connected in LA, I was of course doing the work that I'm doing now. And then you were doing similar work on your own of like in the desire and pleasure coaching sort of field. And I was like, that's really cool. I don't remember how we like who reached out to who or how we connected on that, but we were both sort of doing our own exploratory inner work, working with coaches, which is sort of a niche space to be in. And we were like, yeah, you get Mm -hmm. it. You're on the same wavelength. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. Well, I am excited to have you on here, not only because I absolutely love you as a human and every single thing that you stand for, 
but also for your knowledge in human design. And I really feel like this whole episode is probably going to be a lot about human design because I love the content, mm-hmm. like the actual content and information and everything around human design that you're so genius in. But I also just love the way that you walk through the world and like what you stand for and what you teach and how you teach it, which I think that we'll really be able to probably just weave in the human design conversation. Oh, thank you. That, that makes my heart happy to receive. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I would love before we kind of get into human design and what it is, I'd love for you to just walk us through your story a little bit about how you landed in this work. And maybe if you just want to give a little brief bio of human design for somebody who's listening and has absolutely no idea what it is, if you want to just give a little brief statement about what human design is and then share a little bit about how you got to this work. Awesome. So yeah, I'll share what human design is first and then I'll share what led me to this. So human design is a system that is a synthesis of a bunch of different systems. So it includes Kabbalah, the chakra system, the I Ching, also modern science and genetics, but all of these ancient modern and ways of knowing all come together to create this crazy chart, which essentially is a map of how each human is unique. Um, So it's a map of your uniqueness. It's also a blueprint for how you're designed to use your energy most effectively. So it's presented as an experiment and it's an experiment in alignment. So you can pull up your chart and it's calculated based in um, the calculation point is astrology. So you have to know your exact time of birth. But once you see your chart, um, it is this crazy looking map and it basically shows you your gifts, your strengths and talents, what's unique about you, what's fixed about you, what is going to be true about you no matter where you go in the world. So it shows your true self and it can reveal a bunch about where your genius is, what your purpose might be. Um, And then it also shows where you might have been most vulnerable to conditioning throughout your life. So it shows your true self. And then it also shows where you might be carrying patterns, beliefs, behaviors that distract you from that. So as an experiment, human design is all about really helping you to shed those layers of conditioning. It's called deconditioning and really connect to your own truth. So it's all about decision-making. It teaches you how to connect to the wisdom of your body so that you can make the decisions that are most true for you and really align with the life that you're here to live and unlock the uniqueness of what you're here to express. So good and so beautifully stated. And yeah, I'm so excited. What came to my mind first when you were talking is I love the resonance too as the work that I share, right? It's all about your truth and your alignment. And I really see human design as a tool that you can use to understand yourself better and like to come to living in your truth, being more of who you are. So I I love the resonance with what you share and teach with the world. And as you're sharing this, I just want to share for anybody listening. I feel so lucky to have you on here and to have this conversation with you because as you can gather from that description of what human design is, it's really, really, really complex. Like there's a lot of pieces. There's a lot of education. I know that you do 
And there's also a lot of information out there in the world on human design. And I just feel so lucky to hear from you because I know that you've really studied this work and you share it with such integrity. And we'll talk about that a little bit more, but for anybody listening, just, just know that, right. There's a lot to human design. So just like anything else in the world, I think it's really important for us to be able to sift through and use discernment with like who we're going to learn from and talk to when it comes to something like who is your true self? What are you here to do in the world? Like that is such a deep thing that we should really be kind of protective and smart about who we open up and have those conversations with. Yeah. Thanks for saying that. And yeah, I definitely, there's a lot going on in the human design world and two practitioners can have very little in common. Um, Even though they both are teaching human design, there can be very different principles and paradigms under the umbrella of human design. Um, So, you know, choose the practitioner that you're drawn to. And part of what human design is all about is about trusting in your own discernment. So whoever you choose to get your human design reading from, Ideally, this is bringing you closer to your own compass. So it might be that you resonate with most of what they say, with all of what they say, you resonate with some of what they say. But the key is when you're in the session, it's not about they're telling you who you are and now you just have to go do what they say. The goal is to really connect you to that part of you that really knows if what they're saying is resonant or not, or even resonant to try out and experiment with or not. So the goal is always to connect you to your inner knowing. So good. Beautiful. And just something so good to keep in mind and be reminded of as we do this work, right? It's all about us and like our own soundboard and our own knowing. And I love that you always bring that when you share about human design. So I would love to hear, how did you get into doing this work? Oh, yes. Back to this question. (laughs) So human design, I found human design in November 2019. Um, And before that, um, I've always been, well, not all, well, I've always been really creative and artistic. And I grew up in a very kind of homogenized suburb. And there was a very kind of traditional path laid out for me. And there was a lot of, yeah, there was a lot of what I saw in the way that people were living their lives around me and the scripts that I saw um, that were possibilities that there was just this underlying feeling of really, is that the way it has to be? That doesn't, that doesn't really feel like what I want. Um, so there was just kind of this, um, yeah, just something like a fire building in me, knowing that I wanted something different from what I knew existed, but not really knowing what that is, what that looked like. Um, in college, got really into yoga where we met, studied psychology and art and found spirituality and did a lot of traveling, was working in the Jewish nonprofit world for a while. So I was really exploring a bunch of different kind of, I don't know, like creative spiritual avenues, but still hadn't really found my thing. Like I felt like I had so much passion and yeah, it was still kind of like looking for an outlet. Um, and then the moment that I saw my chart, just something clicked. Um, I just saw it and there was this instant recognition. Um, and if you look at a human design chart, there are all these shapes. It's 
kind of like the chakra system, but there are nine of them. So nine centers um, and some of them are colored in, some of them are open. The ones that you have colored in are the parts of you that are consistent and fixed. Um, so I remember seeing most of the definition was at the top and remembering back from yoga teacher training when I would joke that my chakras were top heavy. Um, so there was just kind of this, yeah, instantaneous, like, yeah, that, that looks like me. But also I have a very logical mind. So there was this instantaneous knowing that I felt and just this instant, I need to learn as much about this as I possibly can. Like I was hooked, but there was also a lot of doubt and this need to really experiment with the system and look at all sorts of charts and really see the truth of it myself. I had never before really believed in astrology. Like it, seemed kind of cool on an abstract artistic level, but I wasn't somebody who was fully sold on it. So it really blew my mind. Yeah, it, it was really interesting. <laughs> it really blew my mind. Just the realization that, um, yeah, your your time of birth actually does create an imprinting. And I've looked up enough charts and given enough readings at this point that that really feels true to me. It's been verified like so many times. There's more I could say on that, but that's wild. Um, yeah, yeah. So I just, I'm, I'm curious too, this is kind of getting into the nitty gritty of human design because it's based on astrology, but it's different. What are like the main, for somebody who's familiar with astrology, but not human design, what is kind of the key difference between those two? Yeah. So I actually know very little about astrology, which people are always surprised to find that out about me um, because I'm so into human design. Um, But I, I really don't know much about it. But I've heard human design described as astrology on steroids, and I, I like that description. But essentially, human design is really practical and mechanical, um, and that's one of the things that I like about it. Um, and human design is something that they oftentimes apply to business. You can do group analysis, um, but human design is all about decision making. So you have something called strategy and authority, which is how you connect to the wisdom of your body. So whereas what I know about astrology, it's more about, you know, like life events, life cycles, traits and characteristics that you might have, whereas human design delivers more practical guidance. So for Mm -hmm. instance, human design will say the way that you make your best decisions is by waiting to respond and trusting your gut response. And this is how you connect to what your gut response feels like. And here are the different ways that your mind might distract you from your gut response. So there's something very practical about it. And it, yeah, has a really um, practical use when it comes to decision-making and also group dynamics. Um, Astrology does too, but it's, yeah, a whole different thing. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I want to hear more about what we talked about or your story and like how you got here, but I want to, when you were just talking about, it's giving advice almost about how people make decisions or not advice, but like insight, like this is how you make decisions. And one thing that I wanted to share on here today and something that you and I have talked about is sort of what I was saying before about this is a big deal, right? For somebody to be like, this is how you make decisions. And when we receive that, let's say you went in and got a human design reading and somebody told you like, Hey, this is how you make decisions in life that could really impact the way you move forward. So I'd love if you could share your personal insight or approach on how we can have discernment or how we can make sure that we're learning about human 
design from the right people or receiving the right kind of readings because Brie is kind of my go-to person, right? Like Mm -hmm. if somebody says something to me about human design, if if you're listening to this podcast and you've talked about human design with me, there's like a 99% chance that I've sent Brie a message being like, what, like, is this true? Or what do you think? I kind of use you as my resource. And that's been such a valuable like tool for me to have in my life as a friend, of course, with, with your permission to ask you these things. But like, what would you say to somebody who's just like out in the world, like ex- experimenting and looking for human design and how to get the most out of it? So there is, there's a lot of information out there and some of it is really, really great and potent. And some of it in my personal perspective is less great and potent. <laughs> so with that, I have my own perspective on this and it may or may not be your perspective. So if you're listening to this, like what I'm saying isn't necessarily what's going to be true for you. But for me personally, I really like learning from the source. So human design was channeled by a man who went by Ra Uruhu um, in the 80s. And he is just People feel all sorts of ways about him, but he is just such a potent messenger of the system. Um, So I personally, I've gone down the formal education route, which, you know, there are things that I've loved about that. There are ways in which I um, wish the education were slightly different. But for me, there's just this really strong draw to the source material. So I like to learn from people who have learned in that way. Um, There are a lot of people who teach human design who are teaching offshoots of it, whether or not they're saying that it's an offshoot of it. And it might be that an offshoot of human design actually resonates with you more. Um, So it's all an experiment. And Mm. there are a bunch of different things that I notice in the human design landscape. But one of the key things for me is that human design is an experiment in surrender. So it's this experiment in really connecting to your body, connecting to this wisdom that is beyond your mind. So there's this idea that your mind tends to be the spokesperson for all your conditioning. So anything that your mind says, oh, I want this, I should go make this happen chances are that's been influenced by what you've been conditioned to think that you should want or the route that you've been conditioned to think is the only way to get to where you're going versus human design is this experiment in your mind is just the spokesperson for all your conditioning, but you have something called a strategy and authority that you can experiment with. So maybe it's waiting to respond, waiting for the invitation. Your authority might be waiting for emotional clarity or trusting your gut or trusting your instinct. It's different for everybody. But when you start practicing this, the way that your life unfolds might be totally different from what your mind thinks should happen or thinks you want, but it's ultimately going to be so much more pleasurable and satisfying and fulfilling. And you get to really align with the full uniqueness of what it is you're here to be instead of when you're acting from your mind, you're living in a more homogenized way. You're saying the same things that everybody else is saying. You're taking the path that everyone else has. So human design is this tool to really unlock your uniqueness in that way. Um, So that was kind of a tangent. But the reason why I started talking about that is because um, what I see a lot in the human design world is there's human design. I'm kind of radical in the way that I teach about surrender. And I am 
getting more and more radical in my own experiment of really like surrender is what I'm going for. I really want to experience the full potential of this vehicle, even if it makes me super weird. Um, and there are also people <laughs> teaching human design in a way where it's more how to hack your human. Well, that's a judgmental way to say it, but like how to apply your human design to get what your mind thinks is what you want, um, which uh, there's nothing wrong with that. And oftentimes people do like what your mind thinks. Yeah, that is going to bring you a good amount of fulfillment and satisfaction. Um, so it's something that you know what you're looking for. Um, like, are you looking to really deeply experiment and really go there? Um, and there is a certain potency and impact to human design as it was originally taught. Um, or do you want to just know a little bit about your chart and then integrate that into your marketing? You're not really looking to shake things up too much. You just, yeah, you resonate with somebody who, yeah, maybe they're changing it around, but that feels like that's what's going to support you. Amazing. I love, first of all, I love your integrity so much of explaining that you're like, this is what I think that I don't know, like when you speak about it, there's so much integrity with even you giving that permission of this is what I stand by, but it might be different for you. And it's funny because I think I like, I like to learn you were saying, I like to learn from the source. I think I like to learn from people who are radical and then I am mm -hmm. not radical in that, in yeah. that way, but I like to get, you get it from the source. I like to get my information from the one who is radical. And then <laughs> in my life, I'm a little bit, and just so everybody knows who's listening, I'm not super, super, super deep into human design. And it's not something that Brie comes into some of my programs as a guest speaker, but it's not something I talk about. It's not something I teach or anything like that. And in my life, I've just sort of dipped my toes in it. And I've personally used it as just a way to understand things more. And it's funny because you gave me a reading probably a year ago or a year and a half ago. I don't remember when. And you gave me one thing that I took from it. You gave me a lot of things, but there was one main thing that I took and I've just sort of been integrating that piece for like a year and a half. So I think it's funny, right? Like you can go at any level, you can dip your toes in, you can jump right in. And you've also given me that permission of like, I don't need to go all into it right now. If I just want to dip my toes and take a piece, we really kind of all get to have our own journey and experience with it. I love that. So I'm curious what that thing is. And I also do want to say that most of my clients are not as radical as I am. Um, so I'm always encouraging people who I work with to experiment to the extent that is within range for you. So it's all an experiment. And some people, it's true to go radical with it. Some people, that's not their path. So yeah, funny. That's really amazing. And again, I love your integrity with it. You're not like, I'm radical. Like you be radical too. <laughs> like I'm going to fully surrender. And that's the only way to, you know, experience your whole learning of human design. So I love that. And the piece for me that you shared, and I'm probably going to butcher it, but this was my hallucination of it when I heard mm -hmm. it from you is that I should practice or something that would be really beneficial for me is to make decisions from a place of not being really, oh my God, as I'm saying this, I'm realizing I did it again. I'll have to tell you something off the podcast. I tend to make decisions 
when I get really excited. So I'll be like, get really excited about something and I could like do anything, right? Like I could get excited right now and like move to a different country and just do something completely different in my life, just off excitement. And you said that it's probably beneficial for me to allow myself to be calm, like maybe wait a little bit or get down to a calm state and then decide to do something. And I've noticed in my life many, many times that I've made decisions from an excited place and I can look back and go, hmm, maybe I would have made a different decision had I calmed down a little bit or made the decision from a more grounded place. And also, I think that that's a little bit of my like thing in life that I've done some really incredible things from really quick, excited decisions and I've learned the hard way and that's been you know equally as good for me too but I've been trying to practice okay let me let that settle and then I'll kind of give it the final go ahead yeah I love that that's your emotional authority which I have also so it's all about riding out your emotional wave and waiting for clarity um, and really feeling into things when you feel that calm in your emotional body that means that the decision has been made I love that yeah. I also want to say, um, just, you know, for the sake of integrity and honesty and all of that, um, when I say that I'm radical, I am not claiming that I am a fully surrendered being who is like 100% aligned with my design, um, but I'm trying to be radical about it. So there are like all the time I notice where my mind has a really strong grip on something and really wants something to be a certain way or really wants to try and make a certain thing happen. And it can be really, really challenging to watch that without taking action on it. So it's a practice um, and it's something that's constantly working me and I'm constantly really discovering what it means, not just on an intellectual level, follow your strategy and authority, but what it feels like to be living this. Um, and through trial and error, starting to find that out. Yeah. I'm so curious what, when you were saying that there's things you're really gripping onto, I'm curious what you're gripping onto in your life right now. Well, an example is that I notice sometimes when I am not emotionally clear on something. So let's say it's in a relationship or it's a business decision and there just isn't clarity. Um, I really want to have clarity. And my mind has all sorts of preferences for what that clarity is going to look like. So let's say I don't know what the truth is in a certain relationship, but my mind wants it to be a certain way let's say, because I have an open spleen and I don't want to let go of something. All of the open centers in human design, there are different themes that our mind tends to latch onto that distract us from what our truth actually is. So let's say that I want something to go a specific way because of all my conditioning. I'm really holding on to something and I want to I don't know, like reach out and take action and initiate something or make it a certain way. But I just don't feel clear in my system that it's time yet. And the truth is that if I wait for clarity, what ends up being true might be different from what my mind wants to be the truth of the relationship or the connection. So mm. that's a little bit of a vague example. No, that's good. And I feel like that really lands in the surrender piece, which you're talking about is 
when you're saying that you're, you practice being surrendered, it's really taking a step surrendered from the mind and taking a step back and letting things unfold and waiting for clarity rather than acting on this is how I want it to look because of my conditioning. And with conditioning, what comes to my mind, which just might be spot on or might be totally off what I think of with conditioning. It's like our family, what people around us are doing, right? It's just like societal conditioning. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Just, I have a feeling that everybody listening probably knew exactly what you meant, but just in case not <laughs> that conditioning. And yeah, I also, with that piece, I wanted to talk a little bit about this on here too, is that you do share, I mean, this is your, this is your work that you do in the world um, that you share and the evolution two of your like business or career with human design, I admire so much because in my hallucination of it, you've moved in a way of really focusing on educating yourself and like learning and not rushing it. Like you've really not rushed your business with human design. And from what I've seen from the outside, you have like a ton of referrals and you have group programs and they fill up. And I just think it's so beautiful. I don't know if that's a product of you surrendering to your human design or what that is, but I don't know if you want to speak on that at all. This is a really fascinating topic that, yeah, I spend a lot of time contemplating and wrestling with what it actually looks like and feels like to build my business in a way that is in integrity with what I teach, um, especially since so much of what is taught about how to build a business um, doesn't really align with what human design is about or what living my design looks like for me. So it's really, really fascinating to observe. Yeah, the way that for me, what really lights me up the most is like the mastery of my craft. Like I Mm. love human design. I love, yeah, really cultivating this mastery and really getting into these flow states with the knowledge and connecting with people using human design as a tool, but just the places that we can go in sessions and just the artistry. Like I'm a creative, I'm an artist at my heart. And that's just what really excites me most and what I want most. So I'm been in a phase with it where I am experimenting with all sorts of things and just building my business slowly, kind of building this strong foundation given hundreds of readings led to group programs at this point. But something that I constantly wrestle with is that there's so much noise in the coaching industry and in, um, yeah, just the world about go big right now. Um, like it's, it's time to scale or you're slacking if you don't want to And it's been an interesting process getting really honest with myself about, yeah, where am I actually having resistance from taking the actions that are aligned for me and moving forward? Where do I have this fear of responsibility where I might be convincing myself that it's because I'm surrendered, but actually it's um, it's time to take the next step versus when is it actually true for me to go slow and to really focus on mastery, not focus on scaling or marketing or growing and expanding, but to just be in my experiment, be in 
in what it is that I'm doing um, and connecting to my own integrity around that. So it's an interesting thing. I actually, yeah, I have a certain nervousness around working with business coaches, um, but with human design, it helps you to anchor in your own truth. So mm. most business advice is not radical human design. There are very few. I don't think I know any business coaches who what they're teaching for how to grow your business. It probably like, wouldn't be. A yeah, good it's business like advice. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, like there's there's the PG Five Institute, which is human design applied to business, and that was established by the founder. And then there are people who. Um, might have studied from the source, might have not, but they're doing human design applied to business and all of that exists. But what I teach is human design at its core, which has nothing to do with outcome. All it's about is connecting to your own discernment. And there might be times where your knowing tells you one thing, or I'll, I'll speak for myself, where I know that I'm not clear yet, but it feels out of range to wait for clarity because the anxiousness is too high. So not necessarily I've been talking about business, but maybe it's with the next place that I'm going to live. Like I know that I'm not fully clear that I'm a yes to this, but it just feels out of range for me to hold the sensation and not say yes yet, knowing that this place might get taken and I won't find another. Whereas the deeper I go into my experiment, it's about really expanding my capacity to trust and hold the unknown and really trust in my authority that if I'm not clear yet, that means that it's not time to commit yet, even if my mind is so terrified of not saying yes yet. So yeah, same thing with building a business. Like There are definitely times where I've taken on a client who I'm not a full yes to or not like fully clear. And that's part of the trial and error. That's part of the experiment. It's hard to do it perfectly. We're, we're human. We live in a human world. But it's probably, yeah, it is. yeah, it's so interesting. And I, I'm sure there's an aspect of just society, like in, I don't know, let's say, I mean, many countries, like in America, like in society here, like there might be certain parts where we might have to do something or feel like, you know, because we live in a capitalistic society where we have to do certain things. I'm wondering, like with human design, there might be times, I guess this is a question, like, are there times where you have to go, okay, this is really true. And if I were fully surrendered to my human design, I would do this, but I have to pay rent. So I'm going to make this decision, even though it's a little off of my human design. Or do you feel like when you're fully surrendered in your human design or practicing surrendering to it, that that will lead you to be able to do the things that you need to do in this world that we live in? Yeah. So it's a really interesting topic, and that's the hypothesis of the experiment that if you follow your strategy and authority, even if it's terrifying, even if it takes so much courage, even if it upsets the people who are close to you, um, ultimately that's what's going to align you with the life that is most correct for you, bring you your signature. So each type has a different signature, which is what they really yearn for above all else. For manifestors, it's peace. Reflectors, it's surprise. Generators and manifesting generators, satisfaction and projector mm -hmm. success. So the idea behind human design is when you accept my mind doesn't know, my mind might be freaking out and throwing a fit, but I'm going to honor my strategy and authority. That's what's going to bring me the life that feels the best and I'll have all my needs taken care of. That's the hypothesis. Gotcha. And also it's an experiment. Gotcha. So oftentimes when you first learn about human design, it takes time to actually even 
cultivate this embodied understanding of what it means to follow your strategy and authority. So somebody might have sacral authority, gut response, but they've been ignoring their gut response their whole life. So when they start experimenting with their design, a huge part of that process is learning how to wake that up and experimenting with feeling into what their gut response actually is. Or some of the strategies like for projectors waiting for the invitation or generators waiting to respond, that's something that you can get really confused if you take it literally and get really intellectual about it. It's something that you experiment with figuring out what it feels like as a generator to live in response or what it means for you as a projector to be invited and to have that awareness. So it takes time to really live it and feel the truth of it in your body. Yeah. Okay. This is so good. And I love that. So it's when you essentially are following or surrendered or living in your design that you will essentially feel better and get your needs met, which is really amazing because it's super aligned with what I teach and share about or kind of two principles or two things that I teach is that number one and live by curiosity is really important in our life to get curious about what is this thing? Like what would feel better? And to always be curious about what would feel better for us, what would feel more aligned, what would feel more alive and operating under the premise, and this is also backed by data and research, is that when we are living in our purpose and following our purpose and following our truth, it leads us to be happier, healthier, to make more money, even for people in our family to make more money. It even protects you against all-cause mortality, like anything that could kill you coming down to like accidents, to stress, anything. So it's really interesting to see that alignment and really being true across the board of what I gather. And what I see to be true is that when you really follow the truth of who you are, it leads you to everything that you need and more, but doing that (laughs) is a whole another thing and a journey. And it might not be like immediate, or there might be an experiment, or there might be learning there, but trusting that when we do follow the truth of who we are and our purpose or design, any lens that you're looking through that, that really leads us to the most abundant life. That's going to feel the best for us. I love that. And this is one of the reasons why you and I get along so well. And yeah, it is, it's one thing to say, be yourself, follow your truth. It's another thing to actually practice that because there are going to be fears that come up and there are going to be difficult conversations that have to be had. Um, And it's interesting because human design being an experiment, it's not about belief. The founder would always say, don't believe me, don't trust me, try this out. And I don't want to, um, yeah, I don't want to ignore the fact that people have very real fears and very real reasons why they don't want to experiment with their strategy and authority or why it doesn't feel comfortable for them or doesn't feel necessary for them. Maybe like you don't need human design in order to live a good life. It's some people's trip. Some people are able to 
find fulfillment and live with awareness and the system is just confusing to them. It doesn't, it doesn't help. Um, so yeah, I don't want to ignore the fact that sometimes you have kids and you have bills to pay and it feels really out of range to experiment with waiting for the invitation when you don't even fully know what that means yet. Um, so human design, it's a system. And maybe when it comes into your life, you take certain things from it or, or you don't. Um, and then, you know, human design might keep popping up and maybe in a few years when you, um, yeah, when you're in a different space, you feel like you actually have a stronger foundation and you're curious to experiment a little bit deeper. So it's really, it's there for you when you want it, or if you don't want it, you, you don't have to pay attention to it. So good. <laughs> I, I think that's so important. And I love that even though you back it so much that you can also say you might not even need it in this lifetime and you'll be totally fine, which is so good. And when you want it, it will be available for you. And that piece you said about the, was it the founder who said like, don't listen to me, try it for yourself. Yeah, Don't believe me and don't trust me. Test it for yourself. Yeah. I think that's so important just for us moving through the world of anything like friends, mentors, people are receiving advice from. And when you spoke earlier about being hesitant about business coaching or even life coaching or anything like that, I have that same value, right? It's like, this is my thing. Try it on for yourself. I don't know. This is, you know, this is just a thing, but try it on, use your body as a soundboard especially when receiving advice from people, because there's so many ways to do things in the world, like a million bajillion different ways to do things. And what makes us so unique and resourceful and amazing is when we do exactly what we want and what is true to us. So I, I was thinking about this the other day. I'm like, if I were to tell you, you know, as a life coach or something like, this is what would work for me. Like if I am having, like if I need a recharge of energy or something, or I need to get more work done for me, what would probably make sense is to go on like a five day road trip and listen to like Waylon Jennings and not work at all. And that would make me feel really good. And I couldn't tell that to somebody else because it's really just all about what we want and who we are. And like with receiving advice and things from other people. I just can't really nail that one in enough is that we are so unique. I just made, I am not talking about it publicly right now, but I just kind of made a decision, not about my business, but in the zone of business career type of thing. And I'm like making a decision right now and doing something that, I mean, it makes sense, but definitely no business coach would like give it to me as an example of something that I should do. It might not make the most financial sense, but it's something that I really want to do. And I'm really excited by it. And I don't even necessarily have the time for it, but it gives me more energy. And what I'm doing, nobody in the world would ever be able to suggest it to me. And in order for me to come to the decision that I've made, I had to quite literally tune out the whole entire world and just go, what would make sense for me? And my favorite, this might be a little tangenty, but my favorite question to ask in the realm of receiving advice from people, especially when it has to do with finances, 
my favorite sort of abundance question is if I had everything I wanted, if all of my needs were met, if I had everything I wanted, would I do it? Hmm. And then I, from that place, you might go, no, I wouldn't use that marketing technique if I already had everything I wanted, or I wouldn't do that. So that's a question that I ask myself to guide myself back to who I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so interesting because it's like you've created this question for yourself because you notice that one of the patterns that your mind has and you have an open ego center. So the open ego, there can be a lot of conditioning around the way that you perceive money or you have an open root. So there can be this conditioned urgency that you feel. So as part of your experiment in truth, that's you found that that question starts to break through. Um, yeah, the what might be in your mind that is conditioning that's not you that's blocking you from feeling into the truth of what's correct for you um yeah and i I love what you're saying just in that human design is something that there are so many different teachers who are teaching different things and everybody's unique and human design doesn't have to be at the core of your practice and your path in order to benefit from it as a tool to help you in whatever is your path, really discerning Mm. like what it is that you want to take from your teachers versus when it is time to, even though your teacher who you really respect or your business coach who's done so much for you or not done, yeah, I don't know, has gotten you to where you are with their guidance when it is time to say, hey, actually, this doesn't feel true for me or this doesn't work for me. Um, So, yeah, it's interesting because there are a lot of ways in which you might look at somebody's design and on paper, what an analyst will tell you about it is, yeah, it doesn't seem like this person should be behaving in this way, but it's not about that. It's not about the analysis of the chart and then trying to fit that. Um, it's about really using it as a tool so that even if your human design person is telling you this is this is what's true for you, or like, this is how you're designed to operate and it doesn't feel true in your body. You really trust that and you're able to honor that. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And that reminds me of what I was going to say earlier, which I knew would come back to me is the person who I work with as a business coach. I worked with her a long time ago and I'm working with her again. And early on when we reconnected to work together, she was like, you're like, never going to do what I tell you to do. So I'm just not going to give you advice anymore. And I was like, great. Awesome. And moving now we have this beautiful relationship. And I, I think that we all kind of get to move through life that way. And that's a practice that I find really valuable is to practice, not just taking advice and trying it on, but taking advice, body as a soundboard, human design as a soundboard, and then acting from what is really true for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And honoring all the trials and errors. And it takes time when so many of us have been conditioned from a young age, like some of the things that we've been conditioned to believe are true, um, they don't go away easily. So that's why they say human design takes seven years. Um, It takes seven years for all of the cells in your body to regenerate and to really be in this new way of being where you're able to be run by your truth and not by your patterns. It makes so much sense. And I love the seven year piece. And I think I cut you off really early in your story earlier when I was talking about how you got to human design. And then we just went off on all these amazing, beautiful things where we left off earlier as you were talking about how you never really resonated with astrology. And then you found human design. It made a lot of sense. 
Did you want to share anything more about how you really came into really being in human design and then sharing it with the world? Yeah. So I found human design at the time I was working um, in the Jewish nonprofit sector. I had a really funny job, which was aligned in some ways and terribly misaligned in others. But ultimately, I'm grateful for the experience. Um, And I'm also grateful for the fact that I wasn't supervised very well. Um, That was one of my favorite things about the job. So especially by the end of it, um, when I found human design, I would show up to work and just have my book of human design open. And I would ask all the students I was working with Jewish college students, I would ask them their birth information and then read from the book. I'd say, does this sound like you? How about this? Does this resonate? And hear what they had to say about it. And I just kept doing that with people in my life. I was obsessed. I couldn't stop sharing it and investigating and trying to gain data points on how different people experience different traits. And eventually, it just kind of evolved into me giving readings. I didn't even really think I was giving readings. And then people would say, wow, thanks for the reading. I'd say, oh, I guess that, yeah, interesting. Um, So yeah, it just kind of naturally unfolded and naturally, um, yeah, had a lot of resistance to monetizing it at first. And then finally, slowly but surely started to break through that. And it was, yeah, during COVID that I really dove deep into human design and I didn't have any plan. Like I really wasn't thinking about business. I had so little awareness about what it means to run a business. It's really funny looking back on just, I had no idea what that actually entails. Um, I think that's so beautiful. Like I think if you're doing something truly and you're not thinking about how to monetize it, great. You're doing something you're meant to be doing. Just some personal kind of. And I kind of had this idea from the beginning, like I just knew how hooked on it I was and I knew that it was valuable and had this kind of vague vision of, yeah, someday I'd like to do this professionally, but I just knew nothing about running a business and like what that tangibly looks like and the things I would have to do. And I wasn't in any rush to do it. I was just like, all I know is that I'm obsessed with human design and I like, I've never found something that blows my mind so much. And I trust where this is going to take me. This is gold. I feel confident that lots of people are going to want this information. And I just trust that. So I, yeah, I was riding that wave for a while. I, for a while, worked for the Jovian Archive in my body graph, which is um, the core human design organization. So the founder passed away in 2011. Um, His family maintains a library of his work. So I was doing a bunch of things for them for a while. And that was really, really supportive as I was just starting out giving readings and then reached a point where that was no longer the spot anymore. So I have been giving readings, group programs, moving more into long-term coaching and mentorship and really experimenting with all the different possibilities of what that looks like. So yeah, it all just happened. (laughs) So good. I love that. And I just want to highlight it again. Like I truly think that when we're just doing something, right? It goes back to what we were talking about before, when you're just living in your truth or in your purpose or in your design or following what feels good, however you want to say it, that will lead you to whatever you're inevitably supposed to do with the money you're supposed to bring in or the business or the career. The most important piece is never understanding okay, how can I make money out of this? Or what is this going to look like? But the most important piece is just finding the thing that feels really good. And from there, 
everything will figure itself out because we have enough excitement around it. We have enough energy around it. It feels good. So we'll keep doing it no matter what. And everything works itself out from there. So I especially love that you aren't even thinking about that at the beginning. Yeah. I kind of just had this almost kind of naive, vague trust that it would work out financially, which, you know, it is. And it's interesting also, you know, like observing my mind and all my conditioning around things. And there are times where I get nervous. So when I left Jovian, it's interesting because I've had waves where I watch my thoughts and I do start to feel anxious about, oh, well, I don't have this consistent, predictable income anymore. What's going to happen? Um, but that was in November and I've been making the same, if not more, since then. So it's interesting, yeah, just observing that what my mind thinks my reality is and all the conditioning that my mind has around money and whatnot. Um, it's just so oftentimes so disconnected from the reality of what's actually going on and um, yeah, what, what, what's true and what's in service to my peace and my truth and my ability to um, do what I'm here to do. Yeah. So good. So I would love, I've gained so much, not only learning about human design through you, but just it's all of who you are and all of what you bring to the table with human design. So I would love if you want to share with anybody listening, if they want to get connected to you or get a reading or what's going on in your world, how can people find you? Amazing. So I'm on Instagram as Brewrubin, and I also have a website, Brewrubin.com. Um, and I offer um, individual foundation readings. I also offer partnership readings and um, readings for kids, integration sessions. I run a group course that um, goes really deep into all the basics of human design. That's called living your design. Um, and I also offer longer term um, mentorship and coaching. So yeah, if you're interested to dive a little deeper into this, I'd love to connect more. Awesome. I will make sure to put those in the show notes. I totally want to do a partner reading at some point. I don't even remember mm -hmm. what Chris is, which is really funny because like you were saying, people ask you or think you might know about astrology. People think I know more about human design than I do. And I'm like, I actually have no idea. I'm a manifesting generator and that's all I know. So that's how you get in touch with Brie. Definitely reach out. And sometimes you come into my programs as a guest speaker. So hopefully we'll do more of that in the future. And yeah, thank you so much for this beautiful nurturing conversation. I hope that you got so much out of listening. If there were pieces that you really resonated with, definitely share on Instagram. The easiest way to get both of us at the same time, if you want to share um, what you gain from this, is to just share this directly on your Instagram and tag both of us. That way we'll both see it or feel free to reach out to me or reach out to Brie if you want to get connected about human design. And I will see you next time. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you love this episode, please share on Instagram and tag me. I can guarantee it will make my day to hear from you. If you want to stay in the loop for future episodes, make sure to subscribe. And as always, if this episode made you think of someone you love, or you know someone who would benefit from listening, please send it their way. You never know how you can impact someone's life. Until next time. Thank you.